there is short-term satisfaction from letting someone else take the helm. Maybe a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a spouse, a boss, saying, ah, I'm in the passenger seat. I just got to ride their coattails. I just got to let them be the one that makes the decisions or um, sets the GPS, right? Short term, it feels easier. But long term, you lose your life. I'm Nat Olson, and this is the Numerology Chick Podcast. Let's use the ancient wisdom of the numbers and our connection to our spiritual life to become guided and resourced professionals. Move into that next level, bringing enchantment, impact, and income into our lives. Hey guys, welcome back. So in this month's podcast, we are going to do a sneak peek, a preview of 2024 according to numerology. It adds down to the number eight. Oh, the number eight. The magician, the manifester. In modern times, we might call the eight the CEO or the powerhouse. As we move into 2024, we are going to be focusing on and falling in love with this pattern, this archetype, this gift that the zero, that the infinite intelligence behind existence has given us, that we can use to evolve, to progress, and to shake up our lives in the best way possible. So in this podcast episode, I'm going to reveal what the eight is all about, but I'm going to reveal that the things that you maybe have read on the internet or in numerology books are actually missing truly the fundamental and hidden magic of the eight. In this episode, I'm going to be revealing really what the superpower of the eight is that generates all of the things that you want like money, power, manifestation, prestige, business, success, and it might surprise you what it is. So stay tuned. Now, really quick, as always, I want to say thank you to everybody who supports this work. Thank you to all of you who share this podcast with friends and family. Thank you to those of you who donate. There's always a link in the show notes to do so. Thank you to Dawn, to Animistic Art, to Mike, to Jan, to Susan for supporting this podcast this past month. And thank you to everybody who rates this podcast on their podcast app. You guys, that helps out a ton. I appreciate you so much. Really quick, as a reminder, on the seventh floor, the Patreon membership, I upload a bonus episode to accompany this podcast. So this month, I am going to be answering a listener question that speaks directly to the hidden power of the eight and how to leverage it. I'll be sharing the question at the end of the podcast episode if you're interested. The seventh floor Patreon membership is $5 a month and this bonus episode is delivered by the 15th of the month. 
you can cancel at any time. And I really recommend it to people that if you resonate with the theme of the month, with the topic, that you can join and then you can cancel in the back end of Patreon in your settings at any time if you want to. All right, now let's dive in. So 2023, it has been a seven universal year. I did a whole workshop on this year in January if you want to check it out. But we talked about how the seven is the year of the mystic. The mystic is that part of us that wants to step away from the tribe, step away from the crowd, quiet the noise of the external world so that we can hear the unique and even eccentric whispers on our heart so that we can tap into our against the grain message that we want to share so that we can tap into really what matters to us so we can tap into the values that bring meaning to our lives so in essence this year or that seven has drawn us inward and prioritized our relationship with our inner world with our spiritual life and in essence prioritized our relationship with the non-physical but as we step into 2024 we're now stepping into a new developmental stage as a reminder i've covered this before but it's so important you cannot stay in one of these numbers if you stay in one of these numbers you start to fall down into stagnancy Your life starts to suffer if you're not willing to grow, if you're not willing to evolve and progress and expand, right? So if we stay stuck in the seven, if we stay stuck in this archetype of the mystic, you could even call it like the hermit, we're going to stay stuck in a cave and we drop into that lower function of the seven, which is loneliness, isolation. It can then segue into a suspicion or a distrust in others or even in the world because if the mystic doesn't share those downloads if the mystic doesn't come out of the cave well then of course the world is not to be trusted right so the eight is this necessary powerful and truly exciting stage of development where it's about taking what we've uncovered truly matters to us or what we've uncovered is our true voice or what we've uncovered is what we really believe, let's say, and integrating it into the external physical world. The eight is the powerhouse, the CEO, the magician, because it loves that alchemical threshold that we pass through of creation, of bringing things into the physical world. It loves to play in the physical world. It loves to play with the mold of reality itself. It loves to enrobe what really matters to it with physical things. So you could say then that what we're moving into is bringing the sacred within ourselves into the mundane world 
think another way to say it is the eight wants to have the outside world be an authentic expression of the inside. I think that the greatest misconception about the eight that I alluded to before is that what the eight ultimately wants is manifestation. What the eight ultimately wants is power, authority, prestige, prosperity. And that's not actually what it wants. That's not actually what it's here for. The deepest desire and mandate of the eight isn't to manifest, but it is to tap into your capability of manifesting. It's empowerment. There's this Navajo myth of the spider woman, the eight-legged spider woman. In Native American culture, the spider woman was a wise one who delivered essential knowledge. And in this particular myth, two women journey to find the spider woman because their tribe is in desperate need. They're hoping for a solution on how to get through the winter. So when these two women came, the spider woman gave them the solution. Spider woman taught these villagers how to make yarn from sheep's wool. The sheep's wool was right there. That resource was right there, but they, they just didn't know how to use it, right? So spider woman taught them how to make yarn from sheep's wool and then how to dye it beautiful colors and then how to weave it into pieces of art. And so when these women went back to their village, they taught the other villagers how to weave. And the village was then able to thrive through the winter. The villagers made beautiful rugs that they used and that they sold at market. This thematic of the eight of the spider woman is something that you see in various cultures across continents. The eight, the spider, is associated with the empowerment that comes from learning how to weave. Learning how to weave things into our reality through a revelation of our own capability. So the deepest desire, the deepest magic, what the eight is really about as a gift from the divine is empowerment. Because when you know that you have the capability within yourself to create, to focus your energy, to use your discipline and your will and your attention to bring something to fruition with that bigger and greater energy, that is when you manifest. That's when you accumulate resources and power. That's when you access prosperity. That's when you amass authority in your industry, in your career, in your life. But you can't do any of those things in a satisfying way, in a sustainable way, if you 
are disempowered. You can't be a magician. You can't be an authority, a CEO, a powerhouse if you are disempowered. And this is the greatest lesson of the eight. I, I'm an eight life path. If you've been following me for a while, it's probably not a surprise to you that I'm an eight life path. Because in my work, I have woven into my very coaching framework the importance of every single one of us tapping into our own agency, our own wisdom, to not give your power away to me or even to the modality of numerology. Because this is something I've lived and breathed. So the eight reminds us that you cannot have the things that you want if you give your way, if you give away your power to another person. If you believe that someone else has access to something that you inherently don't. If you play victim. Or even if you focus solely on the physical world or solely on the metaphysical world. Empowerment is embracing both of these worlds. It's embracing and knowing your presence, your connection to, your influence over each one of these worlds, right? And so the crazy thing about this conversation that we're having is you might think to yourself, we all want to be empowered, don't we? We all sort of have this deeper knowing of what the eight teaches. Man, I don't think that's true. We have a massive deficiency in our world and our society and especially, ironically, in the spiritual movement. We have a massive deficiency in empowerment, right? In giving away our power and our agency to a teacher, a guru, even like a, a modality like numerology. Disempowerment is actually more attractive and addictive than we realize. And this is why, I was just talking to a client about this, this is why most people that we know in our lives do not have the lives that they want. It is such a simple concept that you are capable of manifesting what you want with the help of your creator, that you have that agency. That's, it's so simple and it's so easy to skim over it. It's so simple and yet there are very belief structures, spiritual movements that are actually based on this other premise, that you don't have access, that you do not have power, that you do not have a say, that something outside of you is going to give you all of that, right? Disempowerment is far easier short term, you know? I know this from my own life experience. 
I'm speaking it from a lot of trial and error, right? It's like there is short-term satisfaction from letting someone else take the helm. Maybe a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a spouse, a boss saying, oh, I'm in the passenger seat. I just got to ride their coattails. I just got to let them be the one that makes the decisions or um, sets the GPS, right? Short term, it feels easier. But long term, you lose your life, (laughs) right? You don't get to experience the thrill of the eight, the thrill of knowing your own capability, the thrill of knowing, um, well, I think the true meaning of being here, which is to create what is on your heart and to experience the enchanting magic of deepening your relationship to spirit, to God, to the zero, to the point that you can come out of the cave and create with it from your fingertips. Gosh, there is nothing that is more faith-producing and deepening and satisfying than that. But disempowerment is addictive. It is attractive. And there are very movements that are based on this. <laughs> I would say, I mean, I'm just pulling this number out of nowhere, but I think that when, you know, you guys dive into spiritual circles, I think that like 80% of the time, because it's human nature, because hierarchy is human nature, you're going to run into this, this paradigm of, oh no, you don't know. I know better than you. Oh no, you don't know. This modality knows better than you. Then I think there's this other layer too. And you probably will think of somebody, you'll have an image come up when I talk about this, but being a victim gets you attention. Being a victim gets you sympathy. Right? It's this sort of like black magic. (laughs) It's black magic because again, you short term get the attention, you get the sympathy. Um, Somebody else might attempt to help lift you up, get you out of that bind. But it's black magic because Because you will never, ever create a life that is true to you if you let other people be the ones that guide, be the ones that lift, be the ones that set your standards. If I've learned anything from numerology, it is that every single one of us is completely unique and one of a kind where these like walking algorithms, you know, there is nobody, not even me, in my decade of spiritual coaching, there is nobody that has access to your unique path. And so 
we can play victim. We can try to get attention, try to get sympathy because we don't feel capable, because we don't feel resourced, because we don't feel like we know or understand how to move forward. Like we can do that. But if we rely on other people to do for us, to make us feel a certain way, right? To craft what's ahead. We are never, ever going to tap into our destiny, what we're here for, and what we're truly meant to create, right? So in 2024, we are going to be kicking this habit of victimhood, of giving our power away. It takes courage. It takes discipline. It takes a special kind of strength, but with practice, we can access this empowerment that every single one of us was given the capability to manifest, to use our imagination and our unique heart to dream up what we want for ourselves next, and then gently to ask for support and guidance on our unique path to that thing. So how do we do this? Well, this is a sneak peek of 2024. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to share with you how to prep, how to get ready, how to gently start to step over this threshold from the seven to the eight, out of the cave and into this holodeck of reality of manifestation and creation. How do we prep? (sighs) You know, in those Native American myths, Spider Woman, the eight-legged Spider Woman, is also known as the Thought Woman. Like, that she represents that creative energy, that power of imagination, that dreams something up before it comes into being. What we need to be doing, as cliche as it sounds, is to start getting clear on what you really want to manifest next. And when I say really, when we were in that seven, when we were discussing the seven, when we were swimming in the soup of the seven, we were in that cave We were deep, deep down within. We discovered something, something that truly matters to us. The truth of who we are or what we want to do or what we want to share, right? Now it's time to really get clear on what that is. On how that might look if it was crystallized into our holodeck of reality. One of the things that I've learned from being an eight life path myself and working with eights in my private practice is the biggest manifestation block is simply not being intentional. It's skipping over that step of getting clear on what we really desire and what we want to create next. And you know what? Just like the spider, 
We're never done weaving. We're never done creating. And so this isn't like, oh God, I have to sit down at my desk and dream up the next beautiful thing. No, this is like, what a privilege. What a privilege that I was given this gift of imagination. What a privilege that the most generous gift that I was given by the zero is my free will. I am the script writer. I am the co-creator. I am the CEO. I get to craft something next. It's that attitude, right? I think it's funny in manifestation because we think that like we manifest one thing and then we get to just sit back and relax, right? It's like maybe you're really good at manifesting a love partnership or you're really good at manifesting a job or you're really good at manifesting, you know, um, some kind of goal. But we go on autopilot. And we forget that the impetus of our intention is like the lifeblood of it all. So (laughs) whenever an eight comes to me feeling stuck, feeling like they're quote unquote not manifesting, gosh, 80% of the time, this is where we focus and this is what they've forgotten. Have you been the script writer? Have you tapped into the next exciting thing? That you want to create. So get clear on what you want to manifest and create next. Write it down and start to ask the zero, ask that infinite intelligence behind existence for help, for guidance. I will look at the goal that's on my heart. I have it on my dry erase board in my office. Every morning I look at it and I ask for guidance. Show me the way, guide me, give me insight, give me inspiration, and it always comes. One of the gifts of the eight, like if you had it in your chart, is focus and discipline. But you might not think you have that, but I think that eights are disciplined because they're tapped into the absolute thrill and excitement that comes from the privilege of getting to create. Like it isn't a burden for me to do this. This is to me like the equivalent of Harry Potter magic. This is the equivalent to me of working with like the force from Star Wars. Discipline for me comes from this legitimate reverence for something and my true desire to feed that, to develop a relationship with it, right? So in review, how do we prep for 2024? Get clear on what you want to manifest and create and ask the zero for guidance, and for help on what your next steps are. And if there's a part of you that writes this down and you say, this isn't possible for me, or I don't believe that this can happen, then another thing that I give eights is to start to gather evidence that 
what you want is possible. And the way that you can do this is you can think about people that you know in your life or people that you've seen in the public eye who have manifested what you want or variations of what you want. Start to collect evidence that what you want is possible because other people have manifested it or there have been times in history where this has manifested or where something like it has manifested. Start to gather that list and at the bottom of it, if they can manifest it, I can manifest it too because here's the last thing that I want to leave you with. I think the fundamental negative belief that the eight has is I am not capable. The fundamental negative belief that we have to work on with the eight is almost like that's possible for others, but it's not possible for me. And the antidote to that is If someone else can manifest it, I can manifest it too. If I can dream it up, the zero and I can create it together. If I can dream it up, then it means it's possible. Then it means that I have been nudged by that bigger and greater energy, that it's time for us to have fun playing and creating and using this malleable substance of reality to make it real. And obviously, moving forward into 2024, we'll be talking more about the number eight. I'll be doing a full workshop on the number eight in January here on the Numerology Chick podcast. So this is a sneak peek. That is your prep work. And let's get excited about kicking victimhood to the curb and start to embrace this divine gift that we were given of empowerment. Now, I told you guys earlier that over on the seventh floor, the bonus membership on Patreon, I'm going to be answering a listener question. And this one is related to the number eight. And the question of this listener was something like, okay, so I have been able to achieve the goals, manifest the goals that I've wanted in the past. However, some of them turned out to be something that hurt me or something that didn't actually satisfy me, right? And so she talks about being hesitant towards goal setting or manifesting because she can't distinguish between what she really, really wants and what is actually not a true desire. So over on the seventh floor, the bonus episode this month is going to be my answer to this fabulous question, which is one of the blocks that comes up when we start to tap into the eight, when we start to tap into our ability to co-create, to manifest with the zero, the fear around manifesting the wrong thing. I've got a lot to say about this. So there'll be a link in the show notes to join the seventh floor so that you can access that. And lastly, if you 
love this work and you want to dive into your numbers, you want some one-on-one time with me, I am currently enrolling in my six-month program. I have two slots left. So if you're interested, if you've been on the fence, click the link in the show notes to schedule an intro session where you'll learn about the two most dominant numbers in your numerology chart. And together we will work out what might be blocking you from that next level in your life, in your career. I'd love to be the spiritual bestie at your side if this work feels like the right fit. And if you have any questions on the work, feel free to email me and let me know from the contact form on my my website. All right, guys, I'm sending you big hugs and we'll talk again soon.